your truth is internally. Mm -hmm. Internally, when things happen, you make them mean something mm -hmm. and you create a belief or a truth mm -hmm. because of it, mm -hmm. right? So if my truth is that women can't do this job as a president, mm -hmm. right? Then it doesn't matter what the facts are. It doesn't matter that women what have been successful is, as a yeah. governor or a mayor mm -hmm. and they could probably be a president. Mm -hmm. My truth would tell me I'm gonna find every single reason that makes me right. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, mindful all of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Wait, did you start it? I did. It's my job to now, start it. I, well, you know what? You were hesitating and I was ready. So the people that are ready get the worm, right? That's not that, all that goes, but okay. Go? So I do have a what in the world. And oh, you're so I'm just like in. jumping right in. This is episode 53 of the Push Podcast. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. That just seems so weird because I just took your part. You did. Um, and I didn't say that that was okay. <laughs> so I want to know, I know the people are very, very concerned. I am super concerned. About? About Britney Spears. Isn't um, this old news? No, it's not. It's ongoing news. What right? There are certain things that like keep going. So, so you want to save Britney? It appears Brittany needs to be saved. She doesn't get out much. She stays in her house. She dances a lot. There was a moment where she burned her gym down. That's uh, old news, no, though. That, this is ongoing. Like, she's still having problems. And then, you know, the crazy thing is people go on and they say, hey, Brittany, if you're in trouble, wear yellow tomorrow or something. And she does. She oh wears, like, gosh. yellow and, like. So there is actually a free Britney campaign. And yeah, I, save Britney Spears is, now is yeah. the hashtag. And it says how conservatorship, con, is that it? Yeah. Conservatorship threatens Britney Spears' civil rights. Too often people with disabilities are stripped of virtually all of their civil rights through guardianships and conservatorships. We need robust systems for people with disabilities to get out of unnecessary conservatorships and direct their own lives so this is a real thing this is a real thing and i guess the question is is like if she is not well mm -hmm. and she does not know how to take care of herself should she be free like that's tough mm -hmm. i mean you're talking about somebody's civil rights well she's petitioning for change of conservator she is it says it right here well, cnn august 19th reported that she's petitioning for it well, I hope that so she doesn't want her father to run her life anymore. Yeah. So I hope to hurry and wrap this up because there's I, people on here that are like, I'm not going to listen to this push podcast because I don't give a shit about Britney Spears. You don't have to care about Britney Spears. What we're talking about is <laughs> civil liberties. Like, okay. yeah, like, can you be free? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you are a human being. You should be able to make mistakes. Well, what if you have free. a mental illness, though, right. and you need a conservator? See, that's the thing. Like, Am I saying why, that right? Is that what that is? I think so. But if she's I would not want you to be my conservator. Wow. What, what would I? What, you would bully me. <laughs> this is, 
you would. And he does this thing, you guys, where he tries to boss me around sometimes and he knows it irks the shit out of me. So like we're laying in bed uh, last night and he's like, go ahead, turn your turn your phone off now. That's enough. (laughs) And I was already turning my phone off. And then he goes, uh, I said, don't tell me what to do. And then it annoys me. And then he waits to see what I'm going to do next. And he goes, go ahead, grab your earplugs. It's okay. You can put them. I'm like, stop bossing me around. So you would do that no, all the time. It I, would drive me. I would literally send myself to a loony bin farm because you would make me crazy. No, I would take very good care of you. Uh, uh, I'm not you- buying it. <laughs> not buy it. Save Janelle. Yeah. Could There's you imagine you're like in the house dancing and doing all kinds of crazy stuff and telling people, you know, that you oh, want wear yellow if you need help, Janelle. <laughs> oh, I've got yellow eyeshadow. Oh my God. Yellow Are we going hair. To help for talking about her because she's. You know, we're not. not well. I thought we were helping her. Okay, this is well, your what in the world. I know. But I saw that and I thought the people need to know that this is going on. So if you can help uh, Brittany anyway, I don't even know how you help her. So I'm going to leave this one here because it's still an ongoing issue and it's what in the hell is going on with Britney Spears and uh, she has lost her freedom. I have a lot of what in the world, but by the time this episode airs, it's going to be the second week of September. And I don't know that any of it's going to be relevant, but right when we were still just, you know, dealing with the mourning that we needed to have for the loss of Kobe, we lost Chad Boswick. Yeah. And at 43 years old, like, that's just terrible. He's got small children, a wife. It just is a heartbreak. And then you're like the freaking Black Panther. Yeah. Why couldn't it, it have been a... Mm, I'm going to go to yeah, hell if I say yeah, that. It, it, Why it, couldn't it have been someone else during this pandemic with everything that's going on? Why is it the Black Panther? And I thought about that. And I've been watching and looking at all of the Black Panther tributes and things, stuff like that, and mm-hmm. like behind the scene. And just looks like a, an amazing guy. Chadwick Boseman just looked like he did a lot of speaking. He visited hospitals and just like this amazing person. Oh, yeah, I think I butchered his name. That, you know, just did a lot for the communities that he was involved in. But, you know, one of the things I think that's unique is that him being a person that you see as, as healthy, as strong, mm-hmm. playing a role like the, the Black mm-hmm. Panther superhero, dying such a young age. Uh, it definitely sends shockwaves through people my age, mm-hmm. like me, like mm-hmm. a black male, healthy, 40 years old. You you can sometimes think that you are invincible and that, you, you know, you can't get sick and you can't die so suddenly. I thought about you dying several times today. Oh. It made me very sad. Well, that's a what in the world. I, I just, I don't know what I would do without you. But if you died, it'd be like pretty catastrophic for our whole family. So don't die. I'm, I'm, but we talked last night about the fact that you have basically bragged about, I never go to the doctor. I did not brag yes, about that. You I brag about not getting sick. Okay. Well, you don't get sick, so, so you, you never go to the doctor. So you, Fab, didn't talk to me. You guys, you lectured me about yeah. my health. Well, I'm talking to you now publicly. <laughs> you need to take your ass to the doctor and go have some tests done because if you're an infant, you got to get tests. If you're a toddler, if you're a five-year-old, if you're in high school- so, I mean, you at that age, you know, your age is getting kind of up there. You got to yeah. get yourself checked. And I'm well aware that. As I've a- had a colonoscopy. I've had yep. mammogram. I've had blood work done. I like when I turned 40, I was like, I want a report card. I want to yeah. know everything. I didn't need a colonoscopy. I was just like, hey, I'm having some constipation issues and I need that because I wanted to know everything. Yeah. And so that's so interesting. I kind of pushed that issue because a- I wanted to put my like. 40-year-old report card on the refrigerator. 
Yeah. And so that's the interesting thing, because there's a big difference between men and women when it comes to getting checked, going to the doctor on a regular basis, wanting to know. Because I got to tell you, there's an internal person inside of me that says, nah, you don't want to know. Just, mm. but, And I'm just, I know you're looking at me crazy, but I think there are a lot of men that may be out there that listen to the Push podcast and feel the exact same way. Like I if I that- If I went and I surveyed... The this three is, men that listen to the no, podcast. No, well, I'm just saying this statistically that <laughs> says that men don't go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. They don't want to get the prognosis. They don't want to hear those things. All right. There's a guys, fear I that know. have, there's a, there's a fear that men have about getting sick and being vulnerable. I think it's stupid. It is stupid. Okay. Because if you don't know, then you can't fix anything. So I think right? it's super ignorant of people to say, Nah, I don't want to go to the doctor because I don't want to know. But statistically shows that women are very much about going, knowing everything, and men are like not going to the doctor, don't want to know. What statistics, sir? You can look it up. We'll look it up. But I'll tell you that it's a very stark difference between women that go to the doctor on a regular basis versus men. Well, women have to go. Look, we have to go for pap smears. We're supposed to go Mm -hmm. for mammograms. We're supposed to go... For a lot of things, I don't know if you, I mean, I looked it up last night. You're supposed to go every other year now after 40 right? for a full checkup, like full blood work, everything. Right. So yeah. you did you make an appointment today? No, I no. did not. So yeah. I need, I need, see? Because you're scared. <laughs> no, Stop scared. being a punk and go to the doctor. Stop being a punk. Okay. okay. So I have a lot of stuff to talk about, but I think it's all highly inappropriate. We've never held back on the Push podcast, but there's so much that's kind of up in the air right now with politics, with the pandemic, with like, it's just a lot and everything's turning political and yep. it's just a lot, right? Yeah. One thing I am going to talk about, though, is Kamala Harris being elected for or selected. selected for uh, vice president. If I hear one more person say, which by the way, they're a Republican saying, ah, she slept her way to the top. I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> Literally gonna lose my shit. What, what? As a mother of daughters, who cares who she slept with? What factual information do you have of that? We have a president that openly talks about grabbing women's pussies, but we can't just be a woman in power who has been elected to every single office or whatever we've held, every position. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even sticking up for her. Even if it was whoever you don't like, I don't care if it's Sarah Palin, if it's Hillary Clinton, anytime a woman especially says she slept her way to the top, I'm so offended by that. Right. So offended. What's interesting is that she was elected as a senator, mm-hmm. she was elected to many. Of the so wait, can you sleep with someone to get that position? I, I mean, or do I don't you have know to be how elected? you do. Yeah, do you, you sleep with your voters? I no, I don't think you can do that. Oh no, I okay. don't think that that's possible. But if and you, so, even if you slept with the supreme highest of the high, <laughs> could they appoint you, or did you still have to get elected? You still got to get elected. Okay, but here's the thing: when I worked for Best Buy, as I climbed the ranks. I heard other women talk about women in power mm-hmm. and say things like, ah, she slept her way to the top. Right. And it always triggered me then. And it really triggers me now when we're talking about such a powerful position mm-hmm. of our country. Yeah. And it- I just want to say it's mostly women that say shit like that. And it's so offensive because one, like, why are we held to different standards? Like, we don't have a roster of how many 
women Donald Trump has slept with, but I can guarantee it's probably more than Kamala Harris has slept with. Right, right. Right? Yeah, and here's the problem we have in our country. We have a big difference between knowing what your truth is and knowing what fact is. And so what happens is, is when so you- So I want to say you that oper- again, your truth, your truth, your truth is your truth, your truth versus yeah. factual right. information. So let's just break it down. So facts are external things. So they are things that you can probably, you can measure. Statistics, there's a, there's a, yeah, data. There's an event, there's video cameras, audio, all those proof. things prove that this actually happened. Mm-hmm. This is a fact, mm-hmm. right? Then you have your truth, okay. right? Your truth is internally. Mm-hmm. Internally, when things happen, you make them mean something mm-hmm. and you create a belief or a truth mm-hmm. because of it, mm-hmm. right? So if my truth is that women can't do this job as a president, mm-hmm. right? Then it doesn't matter what the facts are. It doesn't matter that women what have been successful is, as a yeah. governor or a mayor mm-hmm. and they could probably be a president. Mm-hmm. My truth would tell me I'm going to find every single reason that makes me right. Mm-hmm. And so the problem what we have now is in every single thing that we have that goes on in this country, it boils down to people wanting to be right and they wanted their truth to be validated because it makes them feel significant. It mm-hmm. makes them right. Mm-hmm. It's an ego-driven thing. Mm-hmm. And so when people say, oh, Kamala Harris, she slept her way to the top, what that does is it validates their truth that one, they don't believe that she should be in that role, mm-hmm. or two, because of the political standing of the political party they're in, mm-hmm. they want to find ways to win. Yeah, but when women say it about other women in a corporate environment, they're usually just being haters and they're jealous and they don't necessarily know that it's factual. It's just their truth because it makes them feel better about themselves. But it also explains their truth. They think that they're better than that person. Mm-hmm. And so if I feel like I'm better than I would you, never there's sleep my only way the one top. way that you could have gotten something that I can't mm-hmm. get. So that is my truth. Yeah. Right. And so I need something to validate that. And that's a really, it's a poisonous thing because- there are things that in our world that we need to pay attention to that we're closed off. And it just lets you know your truth will blind you. Mm-hmm. It will blind you to see other perspective. It will blind you from opening your mind. It will blind you from the fact that you are looking at something with a skewed perspective that what ends up happening is it takes you and tears you away from the opportunity to seeing something that may progress our society. Mm-hmm. And I think we stay into this box because of our truths. And so the question is, is how do you break that away? How do you get to a place where you can get a open perspective? Well, you need some self-awareness. You need to listen to the Push podcast and say, oh, my God, that's me. I don't really speak from a factual standpoint, but I speak from my feelings, how things make me feel, how they resonate with me, what I believe to be true. I think you also have to surround yourself with people who possibly disagree with you and you got to like have a dialogue, Mm -hmm. right? And you have to not try to change people's minds, but try to figure out how they even got there. Speaking of disagreeing with you, I'm going to switch topics now. You ready? Oh, okay. Hold on. So (laughs) we just went through the closure of the Cake Mamas. We Mm -hmm. had an amazing farewell party. There were probably a thousand people that came out that wanted to support us. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. (laughs) Everything. Right. So it's triple digit weather. Mm-hmm. That never is good when you're baking all day long and you have your ovens on. One of our ovens went out in the middle of baking, thousands of cupcakes. Two of our refrigerators took a dump because it was like 95 degrees in the bakery. Everything was melting. It's just like everything that could have went wrong 
went wrong. Yeah. Was that Murphy's Agreed? Law or something like that? So we still pushed through. We still had a great party. There were people that waited longer than we wanted them to wait. Shout out to you guys if you're listening. I'm super sorry. But there were things out of our control. And the great thing is, is when I shared it the next day, like, hey, here's what we were up against. But I truly apologize that you waited so long. Most people were like, wow, that really sucks. Like you guys did an amazing job based on what you were up against. Thank you so much for that. Right. Yeah. So then, you know, all day long, all week long, since I've been public about closing the bakery, people are just so sad that they're never going to have their favorite Cake Mama cupcake flavor again. So I threw a poll out there and said, what about if we were to publish our recipes in a cookbook and people went bananas, went crazy. So then I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay in the bakery for one more month. I'm going to recreate all the stuff. I'm going to double verify all these recipes. I'm going to take good photography. I'm going to film some behind the scenes and I'm going to put a cookbook together in the next 30 days. Yeah. So 30 days, meaning I'm utilizing the kitchen, the oven, all of that stuff. I've got a book photographers. I've got a book of videographers. So I make all this happen in like 24 hours. I can't tell you how many people have shot holes in my plan. <laughs> Like, that's my what in the world. Like, yeah. I can't tell you how many people are like, mm, I think you're trying to cram that. Mm, I don't know. It usually takes people three years to write a book. Yeah. Um, I don't really know if that's going to work. And I can't tell you, like, how disheartening it is. Right. Because I put myself in situations all the time where my back's against the wall. The previous episode was called, you know, like, we perform best when our back's against the wall. But sometimes that shit gets to you. Mm-hmm. And this week I was like, okay, questioning everything because I had just heard it too many times. Yeah, but it, it, it also- It put me in a funk though. Yeah. And that doesn't usually happen. But I mean, I think that the big thing is to keep in mind, like as we just talked about like truths and facts, like, like that's a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Like if someone's belief structure is that writing a book is hard- it's nearly impossible. It takes it three takes years. A long time. You don't have the resources. You don't have the resources. It's going to be expensive. How will you pull this off? What else are they supposed to do with that belief but give it to you? But like you're <laughs> giving me that and I don't want to wear that. <laughs> I don't want that outfit. I right. don't want your clothing. Don't put it on me. Don't cover me in it. I rebuke it. Right. And But it was hard because I heard it from everyone. And although it's important for people to shoot holes through some of your plans sometimes, like yesterday just really got to me. It was like a lot of things, a lot of like naysayers. And I get it. You mean well, but people have told me no, that I couldn't do things my whole entire life. And I'm not going to say I proved everybody wrong at every single step of every accomplishment, but it did happen when right. I when I said I was going to open the bakery 10 years ago. Most of my friends and family said, I don't think it's a good time to open a business. Mm, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. I think they're giving money to minority women. Mm, I don't know. That's not really real. Like, right. And there were so many people who meant well, who wanted to protect me, but that just like put the doubt in me and I just rebuke it. Well, what's interesting is that people that have done some amazing things in their lives when you tell them this what do they say you can do it yeah they're like oh that's awesome it's it's interesting because like when you believe and when you've accomplished something you've Mm -hmm. done something your perspective is very very different Mm -hmm. and the reality is is that 
the fact is, is people have probably put out a book in 30 days. People have probably put out a book in 60 days. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is I the fact. I planned a wedding in 30 days. Right. And so the truth I picked out an entire bathroom very... <laughs> remodel in less than 24 hours. Right. But the truth is very different. And so when people, people, and this is the big thing, when you want to do something audacious, when you want to do something special, people can't help but share their limiting beliefs with mm-hmm. you because that's how they're operating. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that people mean well. They do. They but do. I'm human. And sometimes I'm just like, it creeps in and I'm like, wait. How did I put this outfit on? I told you I didn't want to wear this outfit. <laughs> it's like a visual metaphor for me. Like, don't put that shit on my shoulders. I don't yeah. want to wear that. I'm like a toddler right now screaming because that's not the outfit I want to wear. I want to wear the freaking unicorn right. costume going to the grocery store on a Tuesday. So how can someone be a better supporter for big dreams? Like, well, what could I they want to be clear because it's not that I think people are trying to shoot your dream no, down. I, no, 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 I don't the, think that This at all. is a tie-in to, I think, that it's important to understand what your truth is. Right. And it's important to not always project your truth, your fears, your anxiety, whatever it may be, your beliefs onto other people. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I'm going to go for another turn. You ready? Well, I, okay. You're going to change Really quick. I'm yeah, changing a little bit. Carly, one of Mm -hmm. our girls, she's been with us forever. She's pregnant. Yeah. You know, we talked about being a helicopter mom. Yeah. And I was like, you have to let your kids make mistakes, fall down. They got, she's got to scuff her legs. Like she's got to not know that you're around for everything, right? You you don't want to instill and pass on your anxiety to your child. Right. So although this little being is going to come out of you and you're going to be so overprotective and so loving and caring and nurturing, you're not going to know what to do with yourself. Refrain. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to hand all of that worry and fear over to this little child because it'll warp the way that she grows up in the world. Oh, yeah. Like, and here's the crazy thing is because we've talked about this before. Kids don't come with a lot of fears, right? They, they come with like the fear of falling. Fear of fear of falling, and if you make a loud noise or jump, right? Yeah, it because might startle, it's startle them. him, right? That's it. Two That's fears. It. Everything loud else, noises as a parent, falls. you you provide. You create it, <laughs> instill it, and enable it. If you're afraid of spiders uh, spi- or, or or crickets, guess dogs. what? Your kids are gonna be afraid of yep. crickets. I'm surprised I'm not afraid of birds because my mom is. Definitely afraid is. of birds. It's odd. Yeah. And, Mom, and, it's very odd. But the, the crazy thing is she told me to go shoo them away. She goes, oh, go get the birds away. Oh, right? my gosh. So, that's so why you're not afraid. That's why I'm not afraid of birds. Mm-hmm. I can sit out there and let a bird land on my shoulder. You know. And I don't know if Vecine is listening to this, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, she's like so afraid of spiders. And when she used to live with us and be around us a lot, she would jump around and hoop and holler and all this stuff. And all I could ever think, and I would tell her, one day you're going to be somebody's mama and you are jumping around at this thing that you are literally three million times bigger than. Stop that shit. Right. Where and, did that come from? And that goes back to the same thing. I just want to know if her kids yeah. are afraid of spiders. Oh, I'm pretty sure they probably <laughs> lose their mind. But that goes back to the belief and the truth thing. So you think that the spider is going to harm you. Mm-hmm. And the fact is that most spiders are not going to harm you, especially when in, you can step on them. you live in Southern California, right? Okay. Like, yes, there are going to be some spiders that are out there, like a black widow or something. But the reality is, is not a very high percentage are going to bite you and you're going to die or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing is that your truth will reign supreme 
and you will operate with that. Mm -hmm. And so you'll jump and you'll holler and you'll scream and you'll run and you'll knock things down and Mm -hmm. all these different things because you believe this thing is going to hurt you. Right. No, they believe it's going to kill them. Right. Right. (laughs) Either way. But I think what's interesting is that as parents, that knowing that, how do you change that? So we just talked about being a parent and having a belief about something mm-hmm. and then spreading that to your kids, mm-hmm. bring a friend or a family, whatever, and someone has a big idea and you spreading and changing and Putting giving them your, your truth, truth on, on them. Mm-hmm. And then as a society, we do that to each other. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at facts, instead of looking or listening to each other, mm-hmm. we just spread our truth, right. which is not grounded in facts many times. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now you can't have a logical conversation. You're having an emotional conversation about everything. Emotional conversation about your fear of spiders, an emotional conversation about someone doing something audacious and big, and then your emotional conversation about your political standings. And all those things don't do one thing. They don't listen and they don't have an understanding of the actual reality of what you're actually facing. Mm -hmm. And what you're facing is nothing close to what you think is the truth. Right. And so I think like when you talk about how we change that and how we have a conversation. So if I'm, I know I have a limited belief about doing something really fantastic and big and you come to me and tell me about your big dream. The first thing I can say is, wow, okay, that, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. How are you planning on doing yeah. this thing? And how like you get started on that. Yeah. How do you get started on that? And then like you have a dialogue and you help someone build on their mm-hmm. dreams and not sit there and just poke holes because Poking holes should be constructive. The issue sounds something like this. Well, you know, it's going to be really tough to find images that are going to work with this. So you might as well try this and you add a suggestion to it. Uh, that's kind of negative. You know, it's going to be really tough to da 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 da. Okay. I don't like What's that. What's a better way of doing it? What, what are you trying to tell me? That I need good images? No, I'm, just, <laughs> no, I'm not trying to no, tell what, you. No, like, what? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to tell you. So if you're talking about something about the book that you're mm-hmm. going to be creating, mm-hmm. right? And in a here's short. The, here's what you should say. Oh my God, the thing I love most about cookbooks is the amazing photography. Talk to me about your photography. I don't know what to do about it. What should I do? Well, that's different because now you're asking me. But if I said, "Mm, I don't know about that, (laughs) that's not ever a good thing. Well, what I'm saying is, is that if you are going to be constructive and you're going to help someone, I think you have to be prepared to add suggestions. You have to be prepared to add resources. Mm-hmm. And because if you're saying, hey, I'm going to, because sometimes you want to go to someone who's going to poke holes, but at the same time they're poking holes, they're giving you resources to try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right. And you don't want someone who's always going to say, yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah, oh, that's gosh, a really good no, idea. Yeah, yeah I keep mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. You want someone to say, I'm not really sure if that's a good idea. Yeah. Here's what I think. But they keep saying things that's pushing you forward. Well, so not Mrs. Keeping P, you in the, same, uh, the in girl's place. drama instructor, she does this thing where if it's some outlandish thing, she says, yes, and... Right. Right? I love that. Yes, and what if you did da 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 And you just like match the person's excitement. And I think yes, and is really good. It's way better than yes, but. Right. If I say, yeah, but... It yeah. negates everything. That well, you yeah, put but is like definitely a bubble burst, <laughs> yeah. right? But if you say yes, and you're the perfect person to do that, right? Tell me about it, right? Yes, right. that's crazy, and I think this isn't the only crazy thing you've ever done, right? Yeah, like, it could be anything, but just think about maybe yes and instead of but. Yeah, but or the fancy way, however. 
Nobody <laughs> says that. When was the last time in a conversation you did that? Well, you well, probably. I do, I do yeah. say however. 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 Yeah, that's something you write, but you shouldn't really have that as something you say. (laughs) Jesus. However, uh, whatever you're saying, though, one of the things I just want you to get from this episode is like understand that we are all operating from these belief systems that we believe are to be true. Like, and we 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 know that to be true in our hearts and our minds, but the reality is, is we've got to keep ourselves open and have empathy for what other people think are true. But we also need to make sure that we're testing ourselves and stress testing what we think is true instead of just blindly accepting things. And I think what happens is we have a better world, we have better listening, we have more uh, inclusion, and I think that things turn out to be better for people. Mm. So, I feel like there's so much to say, though. There's so much to say about Black Lives Matter and Black men continuously getting killed, shot. I feel like we could turn this into like this really long, hard episode of a lot of stuff that's happening right now that we're having conversations about in our home. But I feel like at this point, if you talk about the freaking coronavirus, I just read something that said in August, that was the highest death month of all of the months for coronavirus. And I know that we're getting ready to reopen things. And I know that people are struggling and I know that it's a tough time And nobody has answers, right? But that's a whole nother conversation when, I don't know, I spoke with someone yesterday who was just upset that she couldn't go to the gym. She's like, if I want to go to the gym and I want to lick every barbell, that's my responsibility and it's my choice. And I'm like, what do you get from like demanding that? I don't understand. Like, also you bring whatever you get from licking the barbells to me. It just drives me nuts. So I don't know. I, I'm not going to, I don't think we should get into all of this because it's so touchy for everyone, but it's a, like a heavy thing right now. Yeah. And I'll just say this because this, this thing, however, however has something to say, however, mm-hmm. this is something I think is so important. This is definitely centered around personal development. I, I want people to understand this. If you are the type of person that utter the words, the right or the left. Oh, this it, is your what in the world. You're yeah, so annoyed by this. I'm so annoyed by this because here's the thing. We refer to what's called group thinking or what people will, what's actually technically called tribal thinking. Mm-hmm. And we group people into groups. Mm-hmm. So if I say Black Lives Matter, someone will say, well, you're a left. Mm-hmm. You know, you're part of the left. Mm-hmm. If I say, you're a left say wing blue, right, blue Lives Matter mm-hmm. or All Lives Matter, then I'm part of the right. Mm-hmm. And it drives me crazy because it stops people from having a dialogue. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it says, if you say that, then I know you think like this about everything else. Mm-hmm. I know that you are are this way and you think this way and you it's have these stereotype. beliefs. It's, a, it's not only just a stereotype. It's tribal. It's, yeah, it's, it's grouping and it's mm-hmm. generalizing people to a place where no longer do people have differing and varying degrees of um, ideas, ideas and, 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 opinions. and opinions on mm-hmm. things. All of a sudden, you've said these people all think the same, and so we're going to put them in this category. And it, to me, is so damn lazy mm-hmm. because the reality is is that everybody has different ways of looking at things. Mm-hmm. And then well, you we, should. But then what the ends up happening is now raised. you end up having to defend your position mm-hmm. for the entire mm-hmm. left. I'm putting on my hand, uh, air quotes right now, or entire right. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is we don't have a dialogue, and so. We don't get progress in our country. We don't get progress as a community. 
all we do is look at each other and point fingers about how other people think. Mm -hmm. And then we demonize it. We dehumanize people a part of those groups. And then I think it's just lazy. And I think it's it's indicative to honestly how as a, from a leadership standpoint, how we're operating. We're just so divisive. And so one of the things I just say, and you know, we won't get too far into this, is that if you are sitting back and you're listening to this and you're thinking about your political party, I get the two-party system we have. We have mm-hmm. Democrats and we have Republicans. Mm-hmm. I get it. And I get that. Each one has an agenda that they're trying to push forward. Whether it be that they feel social, is right. economic, whatever. And I think that at the heart of it, people want to see the best things for the communities that they live in, they, for the best things for the, the country they live I in. I think they want to see the best things for themselves. They And they do. And then there's people who think about others and they mm-hmm. say, I want to vote against my own interests, mm-hmm. right? And so that's when I think when you see people who vote for things that may have higher taxes. And outside they may, of the party line that they've been raised of, yeah. to support. But I just want to, I would love to see more freedom of thinking. Mm-hmm. I, I want people to stop thinking in the appropriate lines of the, the political party they're from mm-hmm. and start to think about things in a more critical way. And I think we've just gotten so lazy and we allow the opinion news to drive what we do. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's Well, that's it's ridiculous. another interesting thing, like facts versus truth. Yeah. There are certain news channels that constantly report unfactual. Well, they, it's opinion-based news. Right. And so they curve the narrative. But that the... should be illegal for you to be considered a news station, but it's opinion-based. That's not factual information that you're reporting, which I think is like the definition of news, right? Well, like news should be factual. This well, is what happened. Yeah, but I think that it, it is to a certain extent because we have to realize what is news trying to do is trying to get our attention mm-hmm. and what gets our attention most salacious mm-hmm. opinion based. Mm-hmm. We want to know what the person telling the news thinks. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's the problem. Like when you rely on television news, mm-hmm. you have to realize you're being persuaded no matter what. Yeah. doesn't matter what news station you listen Propaganda. to. Propaganda. They're trying to persuade you because they're trying to get you interested. They're mm-hmm. trying to get you hooked and they're trying to get you to return. Right. And so I it's think it's just- It's a show and it's there's show. ratings. So this episode is about truth versus fact. This is about understanding the difference between the two and starting to use your brain to kind of delineate and understand what is real and what is not, what should you research, when should you have empathy, which I think you should have empathy all the time, when should you listen, which I think you should listen all the time, Mm -hmm. and then look at things from a standpoint of don't separate and go, oh, that's a left way of thinking, that's a right way of thinking. Just think about it and think, what's your way of thinking, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that we'll have a better place. Amen. Let's do it. I mean, I don't really know if I agree with that, though, because sometimes your way of thinking is wrong. It is. There's just. But I think you have to challenge it. You yeah. have to say, am I thinking about this right? And we have this conversation all the well, time. We ask that of each other. Yeah, ch- we say, am I thinking about this yeah. right? Or I'll find. We also some- run hypothetical questions by our kids. Like, hey, like we were talking about the fact that, hey, the pandemic's been going on for a really long time. People got rent relief and now there's no more rent relief. Right. Yeah. And Kayla was saying, well, that's not fair. Like they don't have jobs, this and that. And I'm like, OK, well, think about the people who are landlords that own these land, all these rental properties who are also now struggling because they're not collecting rent. Who pays that? Do they get a tax break? You know, and 
if they don't rightfully like outright own these homes, now they're behind on their mortgages. So they Mm -hmm. could be, you know, filing bankruptcy. So in the next few months to come, probably in the next year to come, things are going to unfold and it's going to be really interesting to see how we recover from this. But all she kept saying is the money doesn't matter. Like we're choosing money over lives. And it's like, that's her opinion, you know? So anyways, the point is, is like we have these difficult conversations with our kids and we ask them hypothetical situations all the time. And it's about gender equality. It's about racism. It's about pay. It's about poverty mindset. We talk a lot about things that we share with you guys on the podcast with our young children because it's important for us to not just tell them what to think, but to value their opinions and see how they process things and then allow them to process it and then throw something else at them. Yeah, and challenge And just their make thinking. it more complex and like, well, what if it's this? What if it's this? And to watch their little brains like work on overdrive and stress to try to find a solution, I'm really proud that they always choose like the human. Yeah. You know, like- yeah. They just always choose the human. So I don't know. That makes me really proud. So choose what's right, I think, is really what I'd say. Not the truth, not the facts. Like choose what's right, not just for you, though. What's right for like humankind? Yeah. So that's what I want to leave you with. I hope you guys got something of value out of this. But thanks for hanging out with us. And we'll see you in the next episode. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time, push through.